the most interesting things in the world. Try and imagine what it will be like to go to sleep and never wake up. I am the sun. It's been a while since I've been on the mic. I spit what I like and looking for a different life. I landed and managed to be gifted to write, but my best friends left, so I stick to the right. I tried to tell them they listen to me. Welcome back to the DMT World Podcast. Today we have another member of our community that goes by the name of a friend of mine. Uh, we spoke about the benefits she received from microdosing psilocybin, what it was like living in a hostel during a pandemic, and what got her into this journey with plant medicines. As always, feel free to support the site at patreon.com forward slash DMT World. And also, if you're a content creator and would like to contribute to the community's YouTube channel, please reach out to me at alex at dmtworld.net. That's alex at dmt mtworld.net hope you enjoy this episode thanks for listening and thank you for the support so after you're dead the only thing that can happen is the same experience or the same sort of experience as when you were born in other words we all know very well that after people die other people are born and they're all you your username is friend of mine on dmtworld.net um i know i know and i know I think I, f- I first started talking with you sometime last year. I, I can't remember, remember exactly when, but I know that um, you were in a little bit of a transition in your life, right? Yeah. How, let me ask you, how did you end up um, on, the, on the path w- when it comes to um, just psychedelics in general or the psychedelic community or the community of people that you know, are interested in psychedelics? Um, well, I mean, my first experiences with psychedelics, uh, were definitely recreational, um, back when, you know, I was a kid, uh, unfortunately, teenager in the eighties, I think most of us did that. Um, and I loved, uh, mushrooms. No, did not like acid at all. I've never, I mean, it's, it's okay to microdose. I've found that I actually do enjoy a little bit of, um, LSD as with a microdose with like mushrooms and some, um, cannabis. But, uh, yeah, back in the day, mushrooms were great and fun and, you know, just a fun way to pass the time with friends or by yourself. Um, but I didn't have any idea that it, that any of them could be medicinal. Like that wasn't a thing, you know, that was the dare, the war on drugs was at its height. Um, and that was, you know, a little tiny town in Alaska. So, you know, we just, we were just looking to escape and that was kind of all I viewed um, cannabis and psychedelics as was an escape for actually most of my life. Um, you know, I believed the government lie pretty, pretty deeply about that, you know, these were bad drugs and that, you know, the pharmacy was the good place to go. And like, I just, I really did fully believe, believe that lie. Like I knew that I loved weed, but I had no idea that it was anything beyond THC. Um, and, you know, recreational, I just, I didn't get the connection at all. Um, but after, you know, a lot of time had passed, I went through a whole lot of other things. I ended up getting sick um, in 2012 and 
um, getting fibromyalgia and it took a couple years, well, about a year to figure out what was actually wrong. Um, and I had gone the route of, uh, big pharma, you know, opioids for the pain and stuff like that. And it, I had been on them once before for back pain and yeah, I'd been through treatment and everything. So I, I thought I knew, um, the, the risks of it, but, uh, yeah, I got totally addicted again and it almost killed me. Um, and I think I started taking them again in like 2000, late 2013. And by 2016, yeah, I mean, I was just at a point where I did not care. I wasn't trying to take my own life or thinking about it or anything, but I, I was just, I just didn't care. I was just waiting for my kid to kind of graduate and, you know, become an adult. So I just could kind of give up. Um, and then, uh, a friend of mine actually kind of from, from high school that I had known since high school came over and was like, yeah, I'm going to insist that you go, you know, that you try some cannabis and get off of these opioids because it's killing you. And my friend is gone again and you know, you got to get off this. So I switched over to cannabis and actually um, the guy that I was getting my cannabis from after a time, he started, uh, talking to me about mushrooms and psychedelics and things like that as um, like he was trying to tell me, you know, he's talking to me about them helping with the depression that came along with um, chronic illness. And also that there was some research that uh, psilocybin could actually help with some of the pain. So um, I laughed of course, because you know, what? And uh, it took me a long time. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I was definitely not open and accepting. Like, just give me my weed and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um, after a while, I mean, I know the guy since high school and stuff. So after a while, he, you know, just kept talking to me. And um, finally, I was like, okay, let me, you know, let me just try this. I do not want to trip. I'm like, this is not, you know, like nothing about tripping sounds good to me. But he's like, you can do this thing called microdosing. And I'm like, what even is that? Um, so, yeah, I just tried it. And uh, the microdosing, I think, is what kind of saved me mentally. Because the cannabis definitely is my number one pain um, pain reliever. You know, that helps with all of the physical stuff. And it kind of helps with some of the mental stuff too and emotional stuff. But um, once I incorporated psilocybin and microdose, I mean, I haven't tripped or anything since I was yeah, a teenager. This hasn't been the right set or setting or mind frame. But um, yeah, once, once I started microdosing, um, I don't even know what it was. It was just these chocolates he'd get from, you know, his person or whatever. And uh, I take like a little nibble of it because one chocolate was one gram. Um, so I just take like a little nibble of it every day. And uh, I did that for quite a while and then started kind of expanding where I would get, you know, the, the mushrooms from and things like that. Um, and different sorts of strains and kind of coming, you know, I did some more research on it and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I did like, I think every day for two years, just microdosed. Nice. Um, I know that, yeah, well, I know that there's a lot of 
debate on, you know, how you're supposed to take them. But I feel like if they call to you, take them. And if they don't, then don't. Well, I don't know if it's so much of a debate, but uh, also there's a there's lack. There's lack of, of research and education. I mean, people have preferences and people have their own, so to speak, protocols. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be dependent on the individual, right? Because even even when you're taking mm-hmm. medication, it's not always the same. They may start you on something similar as somebody else, but you know, as, as you go on in your treatment, you know, everything adjusts and things vary. There's so many variables to consider. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, I found that that my real first experience understanding that, like within myself, was with cannabis because. I very much noticed when once I started using it medicinally, I really, really started um, to notice that there was a difference in strains for me, like what worked for pain, like, you know, what what helped, what didn't help, how it helped, that kind of thing. Um, and I, you know, I really researched that pretty hard. And uh, I I really think that it it's medicine is is very personal you know it it's everything to do with the person where you're at um what else, you know like i mean it's just a plethora of things but it's super super personal personal and super customized and i i really believe that's why the plant medicine or anything that's you know directly out of the ground is going to be um absorbed and processed and accepted much more readily and easily and fully than anything you can get that's then, you know, processed like big pharma. For sure. Um, you know, the one thing, um, the one thing that that brings up for me is when you're talking about the, the, the differences between strains in cannabis, that's something that um, within the, um, psilocybin mushrooms, psilocybin containing mushrooms or mushrooms in general that people use. Um, that's something that there's not a lot of info research or, you know, any type of evidence in terms of how the differences in, in effects from, from, you know, varieties, uh, species or strains, so to speak, um, you know, isolate, like the, when it comes to, you know, the mushrooms are so many different types. And for me mm-hmm. personally, what I've found is they all, for me, they all change even in terms, even, even regarding the, the manner of how the same mushroom was grown. Like if you grew a mushroom in a, in a higher humidity, higher temperature, lower temperature, I mean, even something like that has an effect on the, um, the overall effect of, of, of consuming the mushroom, which is, Pretty exciting, yeah. but it's also one of them things where you're like, damn, I, I thought I had this down, but, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have this down. You know, I, I, I also <laughs> microdosed for about two years, um, with, um, psilocybin mushrooms and they, they helped me a lot for the short term, <clears throat> you know, they were, they were really good in helping me boost my energy levels and my mood. And mm-hmm. and maybe overall there was a big change too, but that could have just been also because, you know, part of it placebo, but also because of the willingness to change and having that open mind. Um, mm-hmm. But for me personally, I think uh, the big doses were really, really more beneficial for me personally. But um, that's, that's right so, so good that, that, you know, you, you took that chance there and uh, applaud you for that. I applaud you for that. It's great. 
Well, everybody, I mean, like, it's, I hope everybody at least microdoses, like everyone everywhere. Uh, and I agree, the big doses, I'm definitely, I'm definitely ready now. Um, you know, you said earlier, big transition in my life, that transition that you were talking about, I think was my move. Um, and um, it, it has gone on like, fuck Dude, it has gone on so much. Like, and nothing went the way I thought it was going to. Like, <laughs> the biggest thing I've learned from this move is that uh, we're all going to have the experiences we're supposed to have, regardless of our feelings around them, if we whether we like it or not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're still going to still going to have them. Um, <laughs> you know, That's and so I'm true. saying. Well, like otherwise, I had to find some way to have, keep a shred of sanity through all this, and that was that was the uh, that was my mantra. That's been my mantra. Um, <laughs> That's funny because even knowing that, you still have to find that that Zen or that place or that inner peace where you're like, yeah. I know this is going to happen, but I got to find a way to keep my fucking head while this happens, you know? <laughs> right. It's fucking Zen. And you know what's crazy? Um, right now that's happening to a lot of people. I mean, this, this yeah. whole COVID stuff has thrown a wrench into everybody's Dude. lives. Yeah. It's been. Everybody's. Yeah. I was like, that was part, like, I just, I can't, it's been so surreal. I can't really, I'm going to sound absolutely insane and dissociated if I try and go through it in any kind of congruent timeline or anything like that. Um, because it just all molded together and like, um, but it's, uh, this, this area is just such strange energy to begin with. Um, and I love it, uh, but it's also been a lot to get used to. Mm -hmm. um, and getting down here at the end of October and then um, spending all that time in that hostel, man. Like, I've never lived in shared housing of any kind. How did that work out? Like, what was that like? Like, a hostel is just kind of like a like a community, like living area right like you guys share common areas and so forth yeah well yeah i guess what it what it is is you have you you have either shared or private rooms mm -hmm. and most of the time it's it's at minimum a shared bathroom sometimes it's like a, a dormitory where you've got exactly yeah bunk beds and you know everybody it's a super cheap bed for the night and then you share a bathroom um on up to, you know, like a fully private room with a private bathroom or a private room, you know, whatever. And yeah. then you share spaces like the kitchen, um, all the sort of living spaces and that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Have you ever lived in so a place like that before this time? No. The closest thing to communal living that I'd ever done before that was uh, I had roommates Mm -hmm. for a little while when I lived in Hawaii and you know I've been married and I have a kid so but that's not the <laughs> yeah. same at all that's no, just not. you know yeah. not, not it's even the same like, at all like 
it reminds me of like when I used to live in the barracks on a military base, you know, it was just oh, one yeah. huge building and everybody shared the restrooms, the showers, and it was a community thing. And there was a few people who had, you know, their own room with their own restroom and their own shower and so forth, but everything else was, com- you know, community all the common areas and we all had responsibilities like sweep in and mop in and taking the trashes out. And, you know, we all just kind of pitched in wherever we, well, we, we were pretty much had the duties assigned to us, right? Like a constant Mm -hmm. rotation of duties as well, which is good. But you know, when, when it's better than, you know, being homeless for sure. (laughs) But um, when you have your own living space, it's like, wow. And you know, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. I, it was, we did have chores, everybody, well, not guests didn't really, but then work traders mm-hmm. did have chores, like shifts of, you know, you're answering the phone, nothing, it's more, no, no more than household chores, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's answering the phone, you know, greeting people as they come in, showing them the spaces and, uh, you know, light cleaning, like it's no more than household chores, but yeah, yeah, everybody, you know, did pitch in and it was a great experience in a lot of ways. Um, I came to Oregon because I, you know, after doing, after doing the two years or probably not even the full two years, but after having um, done the microdosing for a while and being in, involved with DMT world, um, mm-hmm. you know, I started to gain the vision of, of a community, mm-hmm. you know, like an entheogen based cryptocurrency sort of based community. Um, and I came to Oregon because of the laws, uh, you know, they're, they have got, they're going to have the, uh, legalizing psilocybin for alternative therapy use, nice. um, with like psychotherapy in Oregon in 2021, that's on the ballot. That's beautiful. Um, or that will be on the ballot. Yeah. And uh, their views, everything it was going to be, you know, maybe, maybe Denver, but I don't really, I've lived in Colorado and I don't really like it there. Um, and, uh, or it was going to, you know, I was wanting to stay in the Pacific Northwest. So I came here, but, um, but that was my idea. That was the reason that I kind of, you know, w- what my thinking of the future was going to be was I was going to come down here and, um, start this community, um, get some people, you know, get people together, like-minded people and start this community. Mm-hmm. And then living at the hostel showed me some things about what would be great about that. And then what things that, you know, I might want to have a little bit differently for, you know, than, than what I was thinking before, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, but- I don't like sharing the bathroom. I don't like that. These are the things I would change. Uh, um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I don't like having a roommate. I do. I did not enjoy having a, a like living, you know, because like staff, when I was there as staff, we had two people to a room sometimes. Um, there was a girl's dorm and a guy's dorm. And um, I had two roommates and I did not enjoy that. At, at a, you know, age 49, I did not yeah. enjoy having a roommate. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, you know, for some 20 year olds, but then that's what hospital <clears throat> life is for. Like, you know, a younger kind of younger traveling people. Um, well, maybe not necessarily younger, but it's definitely transient. That's for sure. 
Um, but yeah, it showed me some, some things about how I might not enjoy necessarily a communal life as much as I thought or in the way that I thought. And, um, then COVID hit and we closed down and that was okay, but it was really weird also. Um, and then we opened back up and that was horrible because I'm immuno, you know, compromised. And so living in an now, international hostel. Oh, go ahead. Let me, let me ask you that. Um, so when you guys did um, close down, you guys still had, I mean, everybody there was still living there. Right. And what, what was your guys just like um, precautions that you guys had there? Well, actually everybody, but myself, the owner and one other work trader left. Oh, wow. So, yeah, there was one, one, or, you know, one guest, there's a, there's an Airbnb across the street from the main Mm -hmm. hostel and one guest rented that place for the, for the shutdown. But really, um, it was just the three of us kind of over there. There was another guy there for a little while, but, uh, he, he left. So Um, that place was like, people would come there and just stay for a little bit and then just move on to wherever else they were going to. Yeah. Mostly catering to like travelers and backpackers and, you know, there's like maximum stays and, um, you know, it's just kind of like, it's a very transient, uh, feeling. And like most of the work traders, like there was, there's a maximum, you know, amount that the work traders were supposed to be able to stay. And Uh like, it just, uh, it's it's a it's a it's got a very kind of like flowing and transient feeling to it. There's not a lot of um, people that stick around, except for the owner. He's been there for 14 years. Um, what's a what's a work trader? Um, you basically agree to um, you live there with, and you don't have to pay. Or you pay, you know, just like I did. I paid a little bit of rent because I couldn't do everything. Um, that needed to be done physically. Uh, so I paid a little bit of rent and then I worked, you know, like answering the phones or like keeping the kitchen clean or, you know, greeting guests as they came in. Um, during the shutdown, it was all, you know, we just kind of worked on the hostel. We did up- upgrades and kind of painted and, you know, did fix things and that kind of stuff. So that was a little, a lot different. Nice. So um, basically people that traded like their, their, um, I guess they would help out in, in, in exchange for having a place to stay pretty much. Right. Yep. There's cleaning, like, you know, just household chores, like Mm -hmm. there's, but it's just more because there's more people. So it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, dusting, cleaning bathrooms, making beds, doing laundry, doing the floor, Um, making sure the kitchen area stays clean and that, you know, guests know where things are at and just kind of making people feel at home, um, you know, kind of keeping, keeping the thing, everything flowing and mm-hmm. kind of fun and upbeat. It's kind of all that they're, you know, it's just not really much. It's kind of like living in a home with a bunch of people that yeah. are, I, I don't know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a huge amount of like physical labor, like hard, you know, core labor, but you are always moving and doing stuff because there's just, you know, I mean, it's like running, running a household with a lot of people in it. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. The the idea of a hostel, you know, um, I'm sure it's got a lot of pros and cons as well. But I think um, ultimately, I think it's a pretty, pretty cool idea. Pretty, pretty uh, interesting awesome. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've never stayed at one before, but I'll always oh, stay really? at them now. That was your first yeah. time. How long were you there for? Eight months. Oh, geez. Wow. <laughs> so much longer. Like, I really came down here thinking I'd get an apartment in like, you know, a couple weeks. Well, now and, you're uh, now you're you're in in your in a, in your own place now, right? Yes, and it nice. like I never like once we opened back up at the hostel after after the shutdown, we we still had to wear the masks inside, mm-hmm. so it was just like you know it was just a, it was a trip. Like every single time I set foot out of my room, I had to wear a mask, even just to go to the bathroom. You know, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it was That's, a lot. So being able to go through all the rooms in my house mask free is a treat. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so cool that, that that experience you had there. Um now let me ask you, um so around, so how did you end up uh on um DMT World? Oh yeah. Well, um uh, it's it's a long story, but I won't go into the whole thing. I ended up getting catfished by a dude on Facebook. Oh, shit. Um, I know it was, it was actually ended up kind of funny, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have to look at it that way, but whatever. I mean, like I said, like I'm just going to have whatever experiences I'm supposed exactly. to have this time around. That's, that's all I can really, that's all I really do truly believe is that, you know, I, we will all have the experiences we're supposed to have regardless of how we feel about them. I agree. Um, I agree. I, I think for me, um, that's where the open-mindedness comes, you know, is just being open as much as possible. And like I said earlier, even, even with that being said, knowing that, um, I'm probably going to be wrong most of the time. <laughs> yep. you know, I'm probably going to be wrong. But, um, yeah. It's one of them things where you just kind of have to, find that uh anchor you know whether it's within for me usually within or you know what's um somewhere else you know to kind of keep your sanity because sometimes uh i'm sure you know but um you know life life throws us some fucking curveballs sometimes and um sometimes there's nothing we can do about it yeah there's very little like i do understand like the only thing that i can ever control is are my words and my actions and then that's mm-hmm. it yeah it's like, true you know i can uh, there there are times where um i can have an effect on other people for sure or my environment but the only thing i truly control are my own words and actions yeah um but uh i don't know where DMT world. DMT world. DMT world. Uh, the guy on Facebook. <laughs> and oh then... yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he he got me to the acid math page on Facebook, and then from there, I saw I kept seeing this little stuff about DMT world. I think it was like an ad, and then some other people said some stuff and posted the link, and uh, so I went. You know, I checked it out. It was just like when they were first starting up. Um, maybe a, a few months into it. Uh, and then I went on there and I was like, this 
what a lovely, lovely place where people are kind and they talk to each other nice. And, you know, this isn't like the trash heap of Facebook at all. Um, it was just like so lovely there. Uh, and everybody was just, you know, um, there in a, in a helpful, supportive way, trying to figure out how to spread, spread the love and spread the message and help people wake up. Um, you know, kind of like what, what I would think, you know, well, like originally if they were going to be like, this is social media, you know, I hope they didn't think it was going to turn into what it is. I would hope that that's, you know, the goal was to have sort of a community like, like dmtworld.net. Yeah. You know, you know, what's crazy about that too, is, um, when you're saying, you know, if, if that's how, hopefully that that's not how they saw it to, you know, turn out is, um, the amount of people, right. Once, once you start getting into the larger crowds, like, you know, some of these, even just a group on Reddit, you know, some of them have like hundreds of thousands of people, like 120 some odd thousand people in some of these groups or subreddits. And you think about that, that's only one group amongst, you know, an entire website. And when you think about it in that perspective, when you look at DMT world, you know, last year, um, like a few months after they started, I mean, they were still in the single, you know, like 1,000, 2,000, and then they got to five and then 10. So, you know, that's something to definitely keep in mind. But I think that for the, for the DMT world community, for us, what we have the advantage in is that, you know, we've been to these other, um, online communities and we've seen how it can turn out. And I think that people should keep that in mind, you know, especially if you're going to be there and, you know, you're a core member or core part of the core group there and, um, you know, keep that perspective in mind as we continue to grow, because, you know, there's always going to be people who have opposing views. There's always going to be those people that like Mm -hmm. to troll, you know, there's always going to be the devil's advocate, like all these different personalities. And it's not, you know, we, it, it's a tricky situation because you're like, you know, freedom of speech is, is the main thing. Right. And that's what the admins always push out. Right. But <clears throat> there's, there's definitely a, a line or a point, you know, of, of, you know, where, Hey, this is definitely not cool. Right. I mean, right. This, the, the sourcing stuff, no question. There's none of that. But then there's the, you know, the, the part of if I say something that offends you or if I say something like if I'm going to threaten you, you know what I mean? Or dox you, you know, put your information out there, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a delicate balance to keep. Um, but I think that for me, I've always encouraged people of the community to, um, you know, be part of that and not let it, you know, solely lie on the admins, you know, because there's only a handful of admins, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, members. And and I think that people have to keep that in mind because it's not always going to be, you know, nice and sweet. There's always, we're always going to have times, you know, where shit gets, gets rough. But I think um, ultimately, you know, we know what the other option is, you know what I mean? And we have a little more control on how, or not control, but influence on how things ultimately end up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I agree with that. And I do see, I mean, of course, as we grow, you see more people with opposing uh, opinions, I guess, or beliefs. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody there does a great job at being respectful um, and 
being open to the to the fact that other people may not believe the same way as you know each we we might not believe the same way as each other even though we're the same goal you know because we are there in dmt world i think with more goal oriented mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah when I go on Facebook, it's just a big old trash heap of everything and <laughs> everyone and just blah, you know, just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so much. And it's just, it's just overwhelming, but you go to DMT world and keep, there's just, there is more focus there. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely a, a focus towards psychedelics. Um, but, but people that are there seem seem to be more focused on what was just more focused, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, a more focused website. It's, it's helping people, you know, wake up, it's spreading the love. It's um, trying to, to build a community of people that regardless of what you believe, we all want the same kind of community where you can speak freely, where you can be accepted, where people are open-minded enough to have a conversation with someone that they might disagree with without it turning into, um, you know, just keyboard worrying warriors. Um, and I think that that, that aspect of DMT world is one that's just some of the most, one of the most attractive things is that you can go, go there and you can disagree with someone, but still get support from that same person. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of people who do have the open mind as well, for sure. So, um, what, um, on the site, what, what if, how, what do you think about the site? What do you think about, you know, when it started and where it's going overall? I'm sorry, that last part cut right out. Um, what do you think about the site and in regards to, you know, where it's come from and, and, you know, where it's going and so forth for you? Well, I think like it's growing so big. I mean, definitely not, um, not as big, uh, I think as their, their page that they had on Facebook, they had, 20 some thousand i don't know what we're up to on the site right now actually though we could be there i think we're um, uh, around fifteen thousand people now Fifteen thousand, right on mm-hmm. that's awesome and it's growing so much you know i think when i got there it was not at five thousand yet um and you know just to have it have it kind of you know not necessarily all word of mouth but i do see a lot of people coming from like you know youtube and other videos Mm -hmm. and uh people saying oh my friend said i should come check this out kind of stuff uh and it's i mean it is growing it's growing a lot and i'm very excited that more and more people are seeming to kind of wake up and change I don't know. It just seems like there's a shift happening. Yeah. Um, you know, Did, kind of a paradigm shift in in the world of how we're, mm-hmm. you know, what we believe and what we, what we are willing to accept. I guess um, there's some things that are shifting, and I think that that's more evident in the fact, or that's becoming more evident in things like the fact that people are coming to join the site like this, people are like, Hey, I don't really know much about it, but I'm interested, you know, I'm here, help me. Um, 
And I love that about the site is that it is a community. I think it's more than just a website. I think it's a community, you know, maybe a gateway into the community um, of, of like-minded people. You know, like I was saying, it's, it's focused. It's like Facebook yeah. where just everybody's there with everything, doing everything from everywhere. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's all under the, uh, the umbrella of, of, you know, psychonauts, psychedelics, um, and, and people who are interested in that. So like, you're not going to go there, you know, it's not like Facebook where you're just like, Hey, you know, whatever I've, I need to buy a sofa and now here I'm in the trash, but, um, (laughs) now I'm falling into this S pool, but like, they're like, I'm here for a reason. I came here on purpose. I didn't just happen here. Um, right. you know, I'm not just joining because I got to talk to my family and they're all on messenger. And now I'm, you know, looking at like, it's not like, um, it's, it's not the same thing at all. And then people, you know, I see people when they're having trouble, um, even if it's someone who, even, even like the comments I see some, some people I've seen them, you know, going at, not going at each other, but disagreeing strongly on other posts. But then they're like, well, hey, I need, you know, what am I doing here? Is this contam, whatever? And there's like, oh, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, do this and that. And jargon I don't know yet because I haven't grown yet. But, um, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. There is a, there is a lot of cohesion. Everybody, um, you know, <clears throat> I agree with the intent. I mean, I think that goes back to that, right? Everybody kind of has almost, you know, similar intent, you know, and um, it's kind of like a big trip, right? Set and setting, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's mindset yeah. is is somewhere along the same lines and, and the setting is, is DMT world. You know, for me, I personally, when, when I found DMT world, I was like, okay, I, I can fuck with this. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. been to Reddit and, um, you know, I've been on YouTube for a few years. I, I'm, I've never, I was on, I was on Facebook for like three months back in 2008, but that was it. And, um, the one thing that I did notice was I like, this is a template, you know, what we have going on here is a template that you can take and you can literally, you can manifest this in your own local community. And this is something that I think is like the evolution of, of a person going to, to DMT world organizations or communities like this is being online with this community, loving us, loving it so much, but then still being like, wait, I I really want this in real life, you know? And then, Mm -hmm doing it locally creating your local groups like the meetup groups that are on the site that's where that's where it starts and then next thing you know you find a few local people and then you branch off and you have your own little dmt world chapter locally you know and that's that's kind of what we did here um in arizona where i'm at in phoenix um you know i hooked up with another person there we met and since then it's grown and we've already you know met up with some other people who have uh created a, a psychedelic community at the same time that we created ours and it is blooming oh. and it is beautiful. I That's love awesome. it. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, I got that from DMT world, you know, I, I, I could see that this can be possible, you know, and I've always been the type of person that, you know, if, if I'm online, the way that I'm acting online is the way that I act in real life. And, and I do this not only because I feel that this is how I want people to be with me, which I don't care if you're not fine, but this is for me. And because I, I feel like I can meet anybody at any moment in time and, you know, I'm yeah. not going to hide behind, you know, 
my username or whatever. Like, this is me, you know, when I talk to people on there. And yeah, sometimes I get, I get a little shitty, but you know, for the most part, you know, this is who I am and this is what we do. And, um, I think with, um, you know, with more people kind of following that type of, you know, attitude, um, it can be done and, and, you know, more communities being built like this and, and, you know, locally, eventually, you know, there's going to be so much of us. It, it, we literally can change the world. I know that's a far fish and a high probably, but I believe that, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's already happening. Yeah. You know, for sure. I, I'm so grateful that I did come across this community and, you know, it's why I do what I do for the community. You know, it's a, a way of paying it back, you know, yeah, I appreciate all that you do for the community and your videos on YouTube, which I'm excited to soon be starting to follow with, you know, <laughs> as I actually grow. We've, um, we've got some more stuff coming too. Um, it, it's like I said, it's, it's all, you know, in its infancy, you know, we just got like, I, I feel like I'm at a point now where I got the podcasting down, but you know, I'm focusing a little bit more on the YouTube stuff. It's just a matter of getting other people inspired too. And, you know, hopefully sharing some of their content too. So that's definitely something to, to, to keep an eye out on. Yeah, absolutely. Now that I'm finally in my, I have a little more control over my own environment. Um, now, finally, uh, I can start, you know, kind of meeting more people with, you know, within the, the physical mm-hmm. community here yeah. and doing more of what you're talking about. Cause that was, that is the goal. That is still the goal, um, is a community an entheogen based community. Um, I think that, you know, cryptocurrency plays a big part in it too, but, um, a, an entheogen based sort of intentional community in real life. Um, is still the goal. Taking that community and and having it be a model uh, and then recreating that community in other areas and then connecting those communities um, more off-grid, like with cryptocurrency and their own shipping kind of networks and stuff like that, uh, I think is, is the actual goal, you know, like connecting connecting each intentional community with other intentional communities that are also uh open-minded and entheogen based because because a lot of them aren't no i hear you i hear you i think the biggest challenge with that and this is kind of why i focus a little bit more on this aspect is the legality of the plants and the fungus Mm -hmm. and and you know these substances but that's where you know the template of decriminalized nature comes out you know comes into play you know people are already doing that you know and like that's something that i've been looking more into just to kind of get something started here i mean we have one for a neighboring city or town, whatever you want to call it, but not nothing, not anything here where I am, but this is something that I just started looking into and doing research, checking out all the documentation that was um, submitted through, you know, through the courts in Oakland, um, Denver, all these other places, Mm -hmm. and just kind of understanding the template that they've got, because I think ultimately that's the, the biggest hurdle is the legality of these entheogens, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That is, and that is absolutely true. But with the community, the thing about this too is, is with networking, you find people that specialize in certain things like, you know, um, Mm -hmm. attorneys, um, people that have connections with uh, local politicians or government, you know, all that. I think that's where, you know, the, you find people that are like-minded that 
are that do have these connections or positions that can kind of give you a better understanding of how the the system, so to speak, um, works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's exactly. that's all you need, and, and the and the will, the will to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. I um, it is. I am. I applaud your perseverance and tenacity, especially you know in, in any red state and going through and trying to get um, more legislation, more open-minded legislation uh, like that. Um, And the fact that you're uh, getting involved at the local level and, and starting to look for like-minded people within the community and with a plan of, you know, bringing it to the forefront and bringing it into the open more, more mainstream that's awesome. Yeah. The, the only thing is people are scared, you know, people Mm -hmm. are afraid to be thrown in jail for these plants or funguses or substances. It's, it is. You see what's happened on the war on drugs with people with marijuana. Like, I think it was in, in, in Denver where, where they passed a legalization and then there was an entire little organization that was dead. They, they dedicated a group of people within the judicial system or the, the, the legal system there. They were reviewing cases of people that were incarcerated for cannabis as well, because, you know, that was a big thing that was brought up. Like, okay, now we have recreational cannabis here, but yet we still have people behind bars that were arrested for something that's recreational now, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing yeah. with people getting locked up for, you know, for weed. Like, get out of here. This is like, uh, yeah. I mean, people in jail for their entire lives over a plant that you can grow in your house. Well, we should all have full license over our own <clears throat> minds and bodies. Exactly. Yeah. Like if, if I want to inject battery acid into my veins, no one, no one should have a say in that. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't don't coming coming from a female <laughs> standpoint. I'm not going to get political, but coming from yeah. a female standpoint, I don't want anyone telling me anything about what it can or can't do with my own body. Of course, and and for the most part, people will agree with that, you know, because there's obviously there's there's always exceptions to everything, right? And and you know, for the most part, everybody can agree that as long as you're not hurting anybody else or you know doing something pretty drastic to yourself like so i mean even suicide is kind of on the fence too because you got assisted i don't even know what it's called now but what it was called was assisted suicide i know there's some Mm -hmm. places that are that are um, moving closer to making it legal and i think there's a state somewhere out there I'm, i'm not too sure but um for the most part people can agree that if you know you're not doing any of those things that you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want to do you know what i mean especially if you're an adult yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I am like yeah, for kids, I mean, <clears throat> obviously you gotta have your brain stem, you know, your brain connected to your brain stem and be, you know, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, 18, that is the legal age of an adult, but still, you know, you can be making some poor decisions then also, I guess at yeah. any time, it doesn't really matter, but yeah, you definitely want to be a, a Full you know, consenting yeah. adult for sure. Yeah. But yeah. It, if it's my own body and I, and it's got nothing to do existentially, like it's just all internally, then it it's not anyone else's real business about what I do with my own body. 
True. You know, even, even your fucking employer, you know what I mean? Like for some people that work places like me, I'm pretty, I'm pretty blessed that, you know, my chain of command, so to speak, <laughs> they're, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're, they're pretty open as well. And, you know, they, they know, you know, what I do, they don't know everything, but you know, they're, they understand where I come from as well. You know, like I, I came uh-huh. from a point of healing, you know, it was a, a place of healing, you know, and, uh, it worked for me. So, um, you know, that, that's where I, I come from and they understand that too. But some other people, you know, like <clears throat> I understand federal, right. They're, they're not budging. It's not, there's no recreation. They don't, they don't recognize the recreational use of any of these things like some States do, but, um, you know, like mm-hmm. getting like, uh, like a drug test at a job. It's like, come on, man. Like I understand for people that, show up fucked up or tore up and they're messing up obviously yeah but you know as long as i come into work and do my job and i'm good at it or even not good at it but you know don't cause an issue like that's definitely none of your fucking business obviously it's a point to to fire somebody and it probably always will be but i even that i think is is bullshit you know especially for people that are doing you know like um tasks or jobs that don't require you to be on point like you know if if, if you're working at you know, a place that's like, I don't know, I don't know, like a supermarket or something, right? Or, or McDonald's, like th- there should be none of that, you know? I actually worked yeah. for, in, in, a, in a local government position and uh, they never drug tested me once. <laughs> wow. And I think that if they would have drug tested everybody, they probably would have fired about 75% of the people that were there. <laughs> oh my gosh, maybe that's, maybe understood that. <laughs> But, um, oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, that's definitely a shared uh, sentiment across the board in this community. Um, so let me ask you something in ter- uh, regarding your um, use of these uh, substances. Is there anything else that you've tried um, besides the psilocybin and cannabis? Um, well, the LSD, some of the, uh, just a little bit though, and not very often. Um, and different strains of psilocybin, you know, I've, I've been kind of experimenting with, um, because at a microdose level, you know, I don't, I I haven't tripped in so long. Like I don't really have a good context for that, but, um, at a microdosing level, there are differences in each strain uh, Mm -hmm. for me, um, just like there is for cannabis. And as I understand it, that, you know, mushrooms work, uh, with the entourage effect similar to cannabis um, and, you know, mushrooms and cannabis work together. Like there's just, I mean, everything's connected, Mm -hmm. right? So if we start there, um, then adding different things from the cannabis or the psilocybin or whatever other uh, entheogen or LSD, like whatever other thing you're going to want to add. I think that goes back to, you know, it, it being very specific to each person, what's going to be the, the right things or the best things. And I do want to try everything. Um, not, not the destroying drugs necessarily. Like, um, you know, I've had enough of that. I've, I've done all I would like to do of the drugs that destroy. Um, but, uh, Everything, you know, that I'm seeing, like, within DMT world, like, any sort of plant medicine, um, 
uh, LSD. I mean, that's, you know, chemical, but anything like that, I, I very much want to try all of it. And I, I kind of like, I don't know if you ever saw that show Limitless, the movie or the series. So what was that? I mean, were they saying that was supposed to be LSD or what? Or was that like a microdose of everything? Um, I think that thing was, it was just a, like a research chemical for um, opening his, uh, like his brain or mind or something like that. Pretty much made him like a thousand percent of his brain function. It was, that was a pretty good movie. I liked that one. That was pretty cool. I, I like the series better than I like the movie. Oh, but, I didn't even um, know there was a show. Really? Oh my God, you need to watch it if you have it on Netflix. <laughs> and if you haven't watched it, like all the reviews I've heard from other people too, is they enjoyed the series more than the movie. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah, it's pretty, it's a great series. Uh, that guy's hilarious. Um, but uh, I, well, I'm, you know, they call it NZT, LSD. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, like were yeah, they trying yeah. to make that comparison, like yeah. this is what LSD and it opened your mind, or. Were they saying like, you know, would that, I, I like, I wonder about making that. I wonder about making something like that in real life. And, you know, are they just saying it's LSD or what do you think about maybe a microdose of kind of all of the mind expanders? Together? You know, that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good uh, concept. Um, the only thing that I would, I would, I would, um, I would say about it is there's some, there's some substances that don't mix well with others. And there's also so, some of these substances that have um, more of um, like the, there's more of a taxing to it, right? Like for example, MDMA for me is a slippery one. Um, and the only reason I say that is because, um, and I'm sure all experiences will vary, you know, but <clears throat> for me, MDMA was um I found that for me, it was a little um, taxing on me and um, that I would have, benefited more in a structured environment um, as opposed to mm -hmm. doing it on my own. Like with psilocybin, you know, I can take, you know, a few grams of psilocybin and, you know, set everything up for myself. And, you know, for the most part, I can, you know, lay down and, and, and ex have a good experience on my own. Um, every now mm -hmm. and then, like, in the, especially in the beginning when I had these big doses, like five, six, seven, eight grams, that was really wow. rough on me. And I did need somebody there, but you know, it was just somebody to ground me as my wife. She really helped me through it. But <clears throat> right now I'm at the Your point wife where sounds awesome. <laughs> man, she is the best. She's the best in the world. I, I fucking love her. I, I wouldn't be able to do this without her, but That's um, so great. the net, like with MDMA, it's kind of hard for me also because, you know, I've had substance abuse issues in the past and my mind, like, I don't want to like redose again and dose again. And next thing you know, fucking three, four days later, I'm fucking crashing and I got this huge, you know, it, it, for me, it's a slippery slope for me. You know what I mean? But I'm not to say that there's not any benefits because obviously there is, um, you know, it's mm -hmm. being proven right now by maps. I mean, MDMA is in it's in the, third phase of the clinical trials, which is like the Excellent. best news for any of these substances. Um, and they've actually That's just awesome. raised all the money they needed to complete it. So <clears throat> really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really great. Great news. That's fantastic. Um, but you know, when you use that with, with these other things, and you know, I think that would be the only thing that kind of, kind of messes things up, but I know that there would be like a, a perfect concoction, so to speak, of a microdose. Like, for example, um, LSD, mushrooms, and cannabis. It's a good combination. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah, Hell I do. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah, that'd be perfect. Perfect. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like maybe you know not tripping doses of anything, just <clears throat> a, a microdose of a microdose of things yeah. of everything. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't know. That'd, that'd be pretty cool to see. I know that there is companies out there right now testing or they're, they're, they're experimenting, especially with psilocybin is a big one. Um, Oh yeah. I forget the name of the company, but they were isolating um, compounds or or whatever you want to call them from um, a regular cubensis mushroom. And they, there's some pretty good research going on right now with it. And it's all independent private type research. You know what I mean? It's um, some pretty cool stuff going on out there. I think, that's a testament to the, you know, the change in, in, in the public's um, perception when it comes to these um, antheogens and substances is that there's fucking research being done, you know, like lots of it too. And which is great, you know, but um, I think we're all part of it too. A lot of us from DMT world, you know, I mean, even, even just looking at myself, you know, I'm, I look back at, I think in the last decade, you know, is when, when you started seeing it become a little more mainstream, so to speak, and start seeing people talk about psychedelics more and ayahuasca and mushrooms and LSD, all these little reports, anecdotal, anecdotal evidence, research. I mean, it's definitely a, a good time in this, um, in the culture, you know, and the, and the community as a whole, just because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, I mean, the tech industry, I think, has brought uh, psychedelics more mainstream more quickly because, mm-hmm. you know, they they encourage, you know, they've been encouraging that for creativity, like microdosing things mm-hmm. like LSD and psilocybin for quite some time yeah. um, to en- encourage, you know, kind of out-of-the-box thinking and more creativity in that. Um and, you know, you started started seeing articles and like you're talking about like things coming out about, oh, what's going on in Silicon Valley and what's going mm-hmm. on and, you know, um, up in, you know, Seattle and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it is becoming more mainstream. And the, I mean, the tech industry is, you know, a big part of that and also giving us things like, you know, the Internet for us to be able to connect on dmtworld.net, you know what I mean? But, um, but it, it is definitely something that is, it's well overdue for, for, I mean, with everything that is legal, that is so destructive, right? uh, It's so overdue, but, you know, I also understand the government's point of view that they can't really have us waking up. I mean, of course, that's not what, <laughs> not what the government's there for, not really to help, help most people. Um, so, you know, I get there, uh, that, that they don't want to have this stuff legal because I mean, that, that could cut out a lot of profit for them. Yeah. I mean, even that, even though that is, that may be true, I still feel that it's, it's, it's inevitable, you know, more and more yeah. people. Are, are coming around and, you know, with these state laws and, you know, local changes that have, that have been placed in effect regarding, you know, the plants and the fungus, um, you can, the writing's on the wall. It, it, it's going to yeah. come to a point where it's going to have to change. You know what I mean? More and more states mm-hmm. have uh, the medical uh, marijuana 
programs. Um, more and more states are, you know, making cannabis recreational. I, I think mm-hmm. cannabis is the front runner in in, in this show. You know, um, that if, uh, pretty much is going to be the the overturning of, of the um, 1970s uh, scheduling, the substance scheduling act or whatever it's called. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. knows that it's bullshit now. You know what I mean? There is yeah, definitely yeah. medicinal proper benefits that we can get from these uh, substances. So it's going to happen in due time, in due time for sure. It will absolutely happen. People are waking up and also they are admitting, I mean, like the guy um, in uh, Nixon's, um, the whoever whatever the guy was his advisor even has admitted that that was a straight lie that they told about i mean they purposely told the lie about cannabis yeah uh, that's ridiculous to start that and then even back before then you know i mean but um yeah i think you know poor old cannabis has to be <laughs> just been you know that plant has taken way more than its share of yeah uh, rumors and bad press and just straight up lies. Um, but you know, it's, it's survived and and people are Mm -hmm. starting to wake up and people are starting to understand that, um, it is, it is medicine. We were, we've been very disconnected from nature for, Mm -hmm. you know, it's growing more and more disconnected as, as the industrial age is set upon us. And, uh, People are starting to to come back to nature a little bit, um, being, you know, whether it's getting tired of the urban environment and going out more rural or um, just whatever. Um, people are starting to get more in touch, be, becoming more aware and accepting of your senses and connecting is becoming more acceptable. No, I, I agree. Guess now. Let me let me ask you a question. Um, and feel free, you know, to tell me whether or not you're okay with sharing this. But you you're a parent yourself, right? I am. Now let me ask you this because somebody else was talking about this, and I and I've seen this conversation come up many times. But what is your um, what is your attitude towards, you know, your child, um, you know, having interest in these um, substances? Like, how, how do you approach this topic with your child? Well, I mean, for me personally, my child saw, because uh, for the first, um, I don't know, 11 11 years of my kid's life, I was, uh, I ran a business, I homeschooled, I um, actually was part of um, the 12-step recovery program community, NA, and uh, from my first bout with opioids, prescription opioids for my back. Um, And so for the first, you know, up until sixth grade, I, I mean, I plan, plan my kid, um, you know, plan to be a parent. I was going to homeschool the whole way. Um, I'm, I'm glad that didn't work out like that, but, um, <laughs> yeah. And my, it's, yeah. Anyway, uh, it was great. I mean, homeschooling was great. I wish I could have done it longer, but it was, it was great to, to have that time. Um, but my kid went from seeing from, from growing up with, you know, I was a single mom, but growing up with a parent who was 
you know, super busy, super, you know, we did stuff all the time. I mean, I was very, very busy, very um, involved. Um, we did, my kid did theater. So it was like, I helped my friend nice. start a theater group. Uh, yeah, it was like, we were busy from, you know, before sun up to, you know, way after sundown all the time. And then I got sick. I got fibromyalgia and my kid kind of saw my world and then, you know, subsequently their world fall apart. Um, not fall apart, but just really, really changed. Like I had to yeah. stop homeschooling. I had to stop working. Um, thankfully there was a charter school that, so my kid didn't have to go from homeschool to like public school. Cause even in, in a tiny town in Alaska, that's a hard uh, switch. Um, a bit. <laughs> so, but it was, you know, it was good to go through. And then my kid just did go to a regular high school, but like a STEM, more of the STEM based mm. one, I guess, arts and STEM sciences. Um, but as, as my kid watched me go through be, being a healthy, fully active, um, fully able, you know, everything, you know, doing everything all the time to kind of bedridden, always, Jeez. you know, it was just awful. It was a, it was a nightmare, um, to go through. I didn't know it was wrong for the longest time. Um, and then to get on to opiates, um, and watch kind of, you know, just kind of slowly lost, yeah. lost me. Um, and then to have cannabis bring me back and I was real open, you know, I mean, like I didn't sit there and like, you know, light up right in front of my kid or anything, but, um, I was, I was open about it. I was open about the fact that I was, that I was changing, you know, my method of pain management and, um, and you could see, you could tell, like I got mm -hmm. better, you know, as I, as I got off opiates and, um, I was fortunate enough that my child was out of town when I did the, that I did the detox. And so by the time my, my kid got back, um, I, I had already gone through all the detox and I was, you know, it had been like a month or I don't know, maybe three weeks. Uh -huh. Um, so my kid, you know, witnessed the, the destruction of, um, big pharma and then, you know, this plant miraculously bringing me, bringing, you know, my, their mom back, um, different because, you know, I mean, I still do have the fibromyalgia and that's not awesome, but way, way better than before, like way more yeah. present, way more able, way more, um, just present, I guess, because, you know, opiates kind of stole, stole my soul there for a little while. Damn. Yeah. But, no. um, you know, so with, oh, God. No, sorry. Well, I was going to say, so with, with my kid, with my, with my personal journey, it was, um, it's a bit different because, you know, and my kids still believe because, you know, they still teach dare in schools. So my kids still kind of looked at me as like, okay, well, you know, my mom's a stoner. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I did advocate. I was like, I think, you know, my kid has um, ADHD and anxiety. And, and I, I did advocate. I was like, you know, try CBD um, for, 
for this because I think it could help you. And um, my kid did actually use CBD and does actually use CBD. Um, and, um, you know, just very much, very much had it in, in their head that THC was, you know, villainous, but, you know, the CBD was all right. It was, I don't know how that worked out in their head, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was, uh, sort of a, a coming to realize for both of us, because I really believe the government lie about cannabis right up until it saved me. Like to the degree that I was, I was willing to go down that path of addiction again. You know, like I, I had been addicted to pills. Mm-hmm. I'd been to treatment for that. I got into NA because of it. I had been in NA for 10 years by the time I got sick. So it was, and then they told me in NA that they wouldn't support if I, if I chose, somebody did mention cannabis as a pain, pain management um, when they finally did diagnose me. And when I was kind of going through it and my, my sponsor in the community was like, yeah, if you take cannabis, you're going to lose your clean time, but go to the doctor, you can keep it. Uh, I see. It's all kinds of fucked up, but. um, That's weird. That's a weird one, huh? Yeah, it really, it really was. It was disheartening because I spent two, you know, two, a little over two years. Like I didn't, it didn't have to have been that way, but whatever. That was just the experience. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. this, these are the experiences I'm supposed to have this time around. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think fighting it is what causes me the most suffering. Um, yeah. So you know, that said, I, I appreciate the time I spent in NA. I appreciate my sponsor. I appreciate the things that I learned. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, I, I'm very grateful that I was able to get out of that thinking and um, that way of thinking to accept and, and become a little more open-minded. You know, what's crazy uh-huh. about the NAs, AAs, all those anonymous groups and, 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 um, uh, ways of thinking or whatever you want to call them, way of life. The one thing that they always got me, because when I was younger, um, I remember I got sentenced to go to like AA meetings and all this stuff. And <clears throat> the one thing that I noticed was almost like 95% of the people in NA or AA, they all smoked cigarettes and drank coffee like, like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And that always got to me because like, I'm not a big coffee drinker. I'm really not. And I don't smoke cigarettes either, but those are addictions too. Like oh yeah, people, and, and I think about it and I'm like, you know, I, I see a lot of more focusing on the substance rather than the addiction aspect in terms of, you know, your own, um, I guess, control or discipline, whatever you want to call it or whatever it is that makes you you know, get to that point to where it's almost like a self-destructive type thing. You know, I used to go to these meetings and I used to always say like, I'm not an addict, but I'm a self-destructive person, you know, at that time. Mm -hmm. And I, that was, that was my issue was, you know, that I had um, a deep seated issue that I turned to substances for and other things, you know, um, to kind of keep my mind off of it or to basically kill myself, you know, and, um, Gotta numb it somehow. Yeah, yeah. 
it just always, it always kind of got to me seeing that, you know, I would see people just chain smoking and drinking. And I'm like, dude, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Man. This is back when people used to smoke indoors too. You'd go to these meetings and oh, leave yeah. and you just straight up smelled like an ashtray leaving them places. <laughs> Gross, man. Yeah. I but there's a, there's a lot of, but there's a lot of good things to take from the 12 steps. There really is. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the serenity prayer was something that I've always always kept in mind and obviously it's a modified version of it but you know that's Mm -hmm. um kind of the where my as a young person were my foundation of of kind of you know how i feel about things in general like you know excuse me um change the things you can accepting the things you cannot and and wisdom know the difference like those Mm -hmm. three sentences right there and you know they've got me through a lot of shit you know they really have Hell yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. Same. Even like the um, making amends with people and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of good stuff in the in the 12 steps. You know, there is. There is. Yeah. Even, even like the higher, the higher power, right? Um, having a higher power, believing in a higher power, like stuff like that is good for people. You know, I, I think so. I, th- I think even the same thing with like religions or traditions, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, I, I know that it brings good, good things to people. And I know that it has bad things, you know, bad parts of it too. But, um, <clears throat> you know, those things have always, uh, I've always taken, you know, the good parts of those things and, and kept them and kind of moved, you know, kept moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, well, that's good. Yeah. The grocery cart, take what you want, leave the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people may look store. at the, yeah, I know some people may look at that and 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 find flaws in it too, and and that's okay. You know, I, I don't know everything, but uh, it, it's helped me out a lot. You know, I, I I'm not a big fan of living my life that way, um, but <clears throat> I feel like I don't need it. You know, and um, so far so good. You know, so far so right good. Good for you for not. I mean, I I truly appreciate the struggle. Uh, having been there, you know, by myself more, mm-hmm. you know, more than once of, 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 um, pulling yourself out of your addiction, whatever, whatever that may be too. Um, for some people it's substances, you know, it, it's anything really, it's behavior, it's anything. Um, and it, it is a struggle and, and, there are triggers and it's, it's a thing, it's a chronic, you know, it can be acute for sure, but it's also chronic. Um, yeah, it's something that you, you do know about yourself and you do carry with you. Uh, you know, like you were talking about with MDMA and, and having, having, um, you know, knowing about your personality or knowing what your character is or, or knowing, um, that you really like that feeling like that. And you'll want to do it more and more and more until that's all there is. Um, being that kind of self-aware being that, uh, knowing that truth about yourself comes with also some pain. Um, you know, you, you have to think about things now that not, not everybody necessarily has to think about. Um, you you view things differently. It changed your perspective, that kind of a thing, and showed you something about struggle that not everybody sees in in this lifetime. 
And I truly appreciate that you, you were able to, to see that that was happening in your life and to do something about it and to continue to do something about it and, and to, to keep, you know, keep on keeping on because it, it definitely can be difficult. And I just do, I applaud and appreciate that because it is, it can be a struggle, whether it's, you know, not necessarily, uh, I gotta, I don't, you know, do drugs every day or do the destructive drugs every day, but mm-hmm. the pat, the thinking, the behaviors, the patterns, all that, um, it is, it is something to be mindful of, you mm-hmm. know, and I think psychedelics can help us with that. I think, um, AANA, I think the peop- most of the people that attend those meetings would be greatly helped with psychedelics. Yeah. Also, the um, community. Even, yeah. You know, that's a big part of, of all these organizations is the sense of community, you know, and having people Absolutely. that know what it's like to be in your shoes and also know what it's like to go through that um, struggle in, in recovery. You know, I, I think it lends yeah. itself to you know, on psychedelics lends itself, you know, to a lot of those people that are in those organizations. You know, what's crazy too is, um, what's his name? Um, Bill W, the, um, I guess founder of, of, uh, NA or the A. founder. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah. He, um, he was actually a proponent of, uh, I think it was LSD. He had a few LSD yeah, experiences. He wrote a book and then yeah. they threw him out. That's right. That's nonsense, isn't it? <laughs> they kicked him out. They, yeah. They, he wrote the book saying, hey, I think if, if somebody can't come to understand a power greater than themselves and submit to that, then psychedelics uh-huh. can help some, yes. some people get there. Right. You, know, you can't stay sober if you can't get there. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think that's the... Sorry? Oh, I was just going to say, he wasn't saying like everybody, you yeah. know, let's fucking go do some LSD. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, if, if you are at this point and you cannot come, come to accept that a power greater than yourself exists and, and you're, and you can't be, have a relationship with that power. If you can't accept that it exists, uh-huh. this, this can help. Yeah, that's crazy. Psychedelics has been, have been um, they've they've impacted our world in lots of ways and many different people and 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 you know backgrounds. I, I think it's a it's a it's a staple of our of the human existence as much as you know any other substances or traditions. You know, I, I think it's it's always been there, and I think it's coming to the forefront. I'm really glad that it is, and I'm also glad to be part of you know the, this community um, where you know people like like yourself, you know, are there. And, um, we all come from different you know, walks of life, but you know, we, we can sit down and have a pretty good conversation like we just did. You know, I, I really, I, I love doing this. I love talking to people here and getting to know everybody and everybody else getting to know, you know, each other. And, um, I'm really grateful for it. I really am. It's been something that has uh, brought me a lot of joy in my life, you know, and I'm, it helps me out as well. You know, I, I love coming on here and talking to people and, you know, especially with you. Thank you very much for for deciding to come on here. I know we've we've talked about it for a while, and uh, I'm glad that you finally came on here. I'm glad that um, you know you're at where you're at now, and you have your own place. And <clears throat> um, hopefully, get to hear more from you in the future. 
Thank you. Yes, I am. Uh, it's great to finally be in a place where, you know, I do have a little bit of space and privacy and could finally talk with you. Um, <laughs> we have talked about it for a while. <laughs> Just like uh, that was one of the, yeah, it was a surreal time. I still can't believe it went on like that. Um, <laughs> Let me ask but, you. Yeah. I, I appreciate everything that you do. Like I'm grateful for this too. And uh-huh. you know, like I was telling you, I'm an introvert, so I wasn't, I'm not really about trying to have the focus be on me, but I definitely want to support the community and definitely want to, to be, you know, a better community member and be more involved, you know, now that I can be again. Well, it's definitely appreciated. I'm sure everybody who will end up listening to this will agree too. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was all over the place. <laughs> nah, it's it is what it is. You know, um, yeah. I've had I've had a few conversations with people on here, and uh, you know, sometimes we're just kind of all over the place, and sometimes you know we stay on the on, on topic, but it's it's not a big deal. I, I'm just really glad to um, put this out there, and um, you know, kind of make it a little bit more personalized, you know, for other people. And um, I think that kind of brings us all a little bit closer to each other as a community and also brings up the possibility of, you know, of, you know, that this can happen anywhere. These conversations can happen anywhere. It doesn't matter even if it's here. It doesn't matter if it's somewhere on YouTube or a different place. I think that the more conversations we have, the the better for the overall community. You know, it's just, we, we I yeah. feel like, I got to stop keeping it like, um, you know, how hiding behind the screens, you know, like uh, that's not my style, but I think the more that we come out and even just like this, it's just going to benefit everybody in general. So I'm really grateful for that. Now. Yeah. I, I, I I totally agree. Um, before, uh, we start wrapping this up here, is there anything you'd like to go over anything you want to say to anybody who may be listening? Um, I not, I mean, I'm glad that everybody's, I'm glad that everybody's here. I'm grateful for this community. I am so grateful for, uh, you and other people that I've connected with. Um, more individually uh i have gotten to know um some amazing people through this site i i actually you know my best friend who i we don't really see each other very much now but um my best friend actually i met through the site and lives uh really close and near to me now um and uh just all of the beautiful souls that I've that I've met through this this wonderful wonderful community that I didn't even know could be a thing you know until it was and uh, I've I've been welcomed um, I have you know some friends here in town that I've met in real life from the site that have welcomed me and just nice. been so awesome and just really caring and 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 loving and you know welcoming friends and people that I connect with online that, that I will meet someday. I just know it, but I already feel like I know and connect with and can, can speak with and kind of chat with and open up to and, in um, in some really, really positive and healing and powerful ways. Nice. Um, so I guess I'm just, you know, I want to, 
say that I'm very grateful for you for being open to to getting to know people and to doing this and to taking time to um, to put this out there for everyone. And uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just grateful. Like, like you were saying, I'm just very grateful to be here. Nice. I, and I agree. And, and thank you for saying that um, <clears throat> on that note, I just would like to, you know, um, encourage anybody else to um to do the same uh do it anywhere locally anywhere online i think uh we need more of this you know suppose not only in our community on dmcworld.net but just in the psychedelic or this community in general you know spread Definitely. the love absolutely mm-hmm. hell yeah everywhere <laughs> anywhere and everywhere that you can i'm super excited to start to finally start growing and to you know be able to have a space to kind of like a home base, you know, to kind of go from so that I can kind of spread my wings here um, and get to, you know, doing some of the things in real life that I've been thinking about and planning for a long time. And like you're doing, you know, getting out to your local community. I'm super excited for you to do that. And um, definitely if or when you start doing any of that stuff and you'd like to come back on and give us an update or even promote anything you may be have, you maybe have going on more than welcome to come back on here for sure. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. And thanks for, thanks for having me and thanks for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. Appreciate the chance to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better. Same, same. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. I'll talk to you uh, the next time. All right. Right on. Take care. You're walking with caution. There is a greater fine living life and I'm taking my time and staying divine is a state of the mind, man. You don't have to know how to shine the sun. You just do it like you breathe. If they, doesn't it really astonish you that you are this fantastically complex thing? And that you're doing all of this and you never had any education in how to do it? You never learned that you're this miracle? Well, the point is that from a strictly physical, scientific standpoint, this organism is a continuous energy with everything else that's going on. And if I am my foot, I am the sun. I am the sun.